Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on I Work For Him, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's IWorkForHim.com. I Work, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. It's not quite Jim Brangenberg, but welcome to Ministry in the Marketplace, brought to you by the C12 Group of Tampa Bay. I'm your host, Ross Harrop, and while I normally sit in on at this chair on the first Friday of each month, I'm filling in today for the vacationing Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Thanks for listening, Tampa Bay and around the world. And uh, we are delighted that uh, today Jose is on the board. He'll be entering the calls. Um, and uh, we got a special guest here in, uh, right here in the studio today. And uh, that is uh, a fellow by the name of Mark Dillon. He, um, he came in early for uh, makeup, and uh, he's looking great here in the studio. And Mark is the... Uh, area chair for C12. He's my uh, counterpart on the uh, eastern part of the of the area that we serve in what we call Greater Tampa Bay. And uh, Mark Dillon is a, um, a four-year veteran of uh, the C12 area chair experience. And um, Mark, uh, it's great to have you here Ross, in the studio. Good, good to be here. Good to see your smiling face across the table here. That's a real treat for me. Uh, Mark uh, comes to us uh, to this position as area chairman of C12 in that um, while his background originally, um, his schooling was uh, in accounting and became a a CPA, um, ultimately he's uh, served 27 years with Tampa Bay Steel. Uh, Many of you may recall we had uh, Mark Stewart. Um, who was uh, in studio uh, a few months ago, and uh, Mark, uh, also with Tampa Bay Steel, followed uh, Mark Dillon. And uh, so, Mark, you served uh, for 27 years at Tampa Bay Steel, the first seven as general manager, and then the next 20 as uh, the the president. Um, Additionally, they ought to know that um, in today's crazy world that you just celebrated 40 years of marriage to to Cheryl. Um, We did. We did. It was a... uh... We were we were obviously married. She was married much younger than I am, so right. she was uh, yeah. she's just in her fifties now, I believe. Yeah, Cheryl, thanks for uh, <laughs> thanks for listening uh, today, and um, you'll have uh, your time in studio some other, in the future. We'll get uh, you and Terry and Jill to uh, to come in here. Um, we are um, pleased to, uh, to to talk today, Mark, about your background uh, as a C-12 member, and then uh, as um, as president of Tampa Bay Steel, and kind of that journey to becoming a, a, a chair. Um, 
And I, I really want our audience today to, to catch a glimpse into your heart, into what makes your service, you really look at yourself as a missionary, I know that'll come out today in our dialogue, and uh, I, I think that this, um, this verse uh, for, the, for the day really, um, really speaks to who you are um, in marketplace ministry. It says uh, in 1 Peter 5, 6 and 7, Seven, humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. And uh, Mark, I, uh, I so appreciate uh, you being here today. And, um, you know, if Jim were here in studio, the first question that he would ask is, uh, as part of his I Work For Him uh, radio broadcast, is... Just asking you to tell us how Christ is making a difference in your life today. And so let's begin right there. Well, that's, uh, that's a great start. It's one of my favorite subjects. The, um, I came to know the Lord when I was 28. So I, I grew up um, in the Catholic faith and understood all of uh, the rules, and I had no relationship. And then a business guy uh, shared with me that, that I could have a, a, a relationship with Jesus Christ personally. And so at 28, I accepted that in the, in the last 32 years, I've, I've been walking that path, you know, to have an opportunity to meet with the creator of the universe. For me, it's every morning. It can be every night or throughout the day. But for me to meet with him each and every day, um, to read and reflect on his instruction manual for my life, the Bible, uh, and just to, uh, leave my burdens with him to uh, pick up my instructions from him. It's um, to me, the, that's just the best part of the day. I, 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 I um, without it, it's a train wreck. Um, I run out of my own strength. I run out of my own energy, my own uh, love and compassion for others. But when I, uh, when I fill up with the Lord every day, it, it gives me enough to get through the day. So that's really the, the, just the cornerstone of my own life is that personal relationship with Jesus Christ. If Sarah Young was here, the author of Jesus Calling, um, she would say that's how we should all be doing it, right? Being yeah, I just in, don't want to get, yeah, you can get, I, I do agree, but it's different for everybody. So that's just yeah. what it is for me. And I don't want to, I don't think we can put God in a box and, and there's a formula, but there needs to be a relationship with him some way for each one of us. It may, But for me, that's that's the way I do it. Yeah, but I think the, the key point there, Mark, that you were alluding to, and we're not being legalistic in, in the description, but Sarah Young and Jesus Calling would say, walking in my presence, mm-hmm. in the present, is the key in every situation. Paul, Paul spoke so much about about that and uh, and pressing on. And so, Mark, let's um, let's really jump back in here um, just for a moment, and because I want to I w- want to have you set up uh, for our audience just kind of a brief overview of your role as the C12 chairman, the services that that you and I provide, and why. The C12 group, or as it's officially known, the Christian 12 C uh, group, is, is is truly about marketplace ministry. So would you tell our audience um, a little bit about that, and then we'll get uh, some more details. Sure. I've got uh, the, the, the privilege of, of mentoring a, a group of CEOs and, and working with them. I've got uh, two groups in the uh, Lakeland market. 
that I've had the privilege of uh, working with for the last two years, three years now. And, um, you know, we uh, and then I have a group here in the Tampa market also uh, that I get that opportunity. So so we also have what's called key players, which are the uh, number two men and women that, that are in, involved in these companies. And they meet also one of them, a group in Lakeland and then a group here in Tampa. You know, I think what's uh, what's interesting about our C12 offering, Mark, and uh, I often quote you um, because you I had you come back to one of my groups uh, at one of our, our annual gatherings, and and uh, as you were talking about key players, those being the the number two, number three, middle management people, if you will. And uh, I remember you saying that when you were at Tampa Bay Steel, you actually had, what, five key players. And uh, that adding those people in was not about addition, but it was about God's math, that multiplication of so that that you were able to share with – uh, throughout the company, what the concepts that you were learning on your one-day uh, C12 experience? Uh, right, they, uh, it's it really is a is a is a is a leveraging opportunity. Uh, CEO, we would well, again we we meet one day a month, uh, so that that works out to be about five percent of a guy's schedule. Um, you know, with a twenty-day work month, so the uh, but you you bring those concepts back and you want to implement them in the company. Well, in order to implement them, you need to work through other people. So to have other managers involved with uh, the key players group uh, made it so uh, so much more effective. Where you could really leverage and multiply the results of what we learned. And um, you know whether it was a, the material we just went through this past month. You know, recession proofing your company. Uh, just just a, a great. Um, you know, tool that you can bring back to the office and say, okay, even if our company's doing really well, we know that there's another side to this market and it'll soften back up eventually. And, and, you know, we want to make decisions that aren't too far out there. Uh, so it's, it's, it's again, just, just a great tool that everybody can be focused on the same goals. Um, so yeah, I'm a big advocate of, of getting others involved. Yeah, and I do the same on the other side of the bay, and that uh, it's just a great offering, and uh, really does uh, speak to God's multiplication. Hey, Mark, um, you served, as we said earlier, uh, as president of Tampa Bay Steel uh, for two decades, um, and what I want to know is how did that learning experience prepare you to work with your C12 members, those being the owners and the CEOs, as well as the middle management people? Um, so what what did that experience uh, do for you as you came into this new position four years ago? The um, That experience was just really um, life-changing. For instance, one example of, of having been there that length of time, I, I went through um, uh, four different business cycles. So, you know, every industry has has, a, has that business cycle, and whether it lasts three, four years, five, six, seven years. So during those 27 years, I went through four business cycles. So there's times where you're leading and the companies are growing. Well, you make a certain set of decisions that way. There are times where the market is shrinking and sales are, are going down. And um, 
there's you know losses that are occurring so so you have a different type of leadership there you have to be willing to cut back and and make those tough decisions that the as i used to call it the lifeboat captain has to make so you go through that cycle the first time and it 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 catches you by surprise because it's the first time you've gone through it you go through it a second time and and again you make the decisions a little easier a little quicker because you had uh you experienced it maybe five six seven years ago you go through it that third time and then the fourth time you're 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 starting to to mentor the next succession the next guys the next women that are coming in so that that 27 year career really gave me the opportunity to experience that uh flying the plane in the in the pilot seat and then and then mentoring others to, to what to expect when they get an opportunity to sit in that seat so it, it was just a tremendous um chance that i can share with others that necessarily uh, haven't gone through it yet or are just in the process of going through it and what to expect. It's just mentoring. It's just what the Christian life is all about. Yeah, and I think that is, that's a great point there because you looked at Tampa Bay Steel for those years and now as you're influencing others that ministry begins right there, doesn't it? You uh, you and I spoke earlier and we'll, uh, some of our follow-up questions will lead to this, but um, but our owners have that's that's their congregation right there. Exactly. Um, you know, and, and I'll I'll just jump in. You know, I, I was meeting a, a prospect this morning, and uh, he goes to a to a great church um, over over in in the uh, Lakeland Market, and and they were talking about well, we're gonna. Uh, go to the big one of the big lakes, and and we're just going to minister and uh, to the people uh, that we run across as we're out walking around the lake, uh, and it's just a beautiful setting and a wonderful thing. And and I stopped and I talked to the guy, and uh, I said, Mike, you you have when I had learned about his business, I said you have three hundred clients. You know the names of these three hundred clients. They're your ministry. I'm not taking away anything about going around the 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 lake and and reaching the lost and that type of thing, but but I just wanted to make the point with him. It's like God has given you a business, and that business is impacting these 300 clients through the services you offer, and they are your ministry. We went through the math real quick with 300 people, and there's 50. Uh, weeks in a year by the time you take out vacation, that's six customers, six family sets he could pray about each week. There's five working days. And so if he prayed for one customer a day, just in part of it, it may have taken him one or two minutes, maybe 30 seconds to lift up that family or that unit to and pray. And it was just, he looked up at me and it was like he had an aha moment. It's like, 300 people, that's the size of a church. Yeah, and if the average size of a church in America is less than 125 people, the fact is that that he is double or triple between his employees... And their families. And their families, and then the customers. Thousands. uh, He probably had... had He's had a fairly small business, and, and, and it was just an aha moment for him to say, oh my gosh... I've got access to, and I already have an entree into each one of these people's lives through the relationships I've established through business. And all I have to do now is start by just quietly, not even telling them I'm praying for them, 
but just start to pray for them. Just do things like that. And God will open up opportunities and doors that is just, it's so exciting to see people invite Christ into their business full time. Well, the fact is that they, they watch the owner. They watch by his or her example as to whether they are really operating their company and uh, in a, in a, in a kingdom manner. We'll uh, we'll look at that a little bit after we uh, we come back and take a break. But the the fact is that Mark, I know for a fact based on relationship with some of your former employees who are in my key player group now that uh, they as they went through difficult times they would tell me that as they came into the work setting crisis at home chaos all around them and they got into their cubicle that they felt Mm -hmm. a peace because they knew that their president Mm -hmm. mark Dillon, had been praying over them I know you do that right now. You go out and uh, and you and Cheryl have uh, have prayed uh, out in the parking lots of the companies that you're serving now. This is, in fact, uh, M- Mark Dillon's ministry. He is, in fact, uh, as we all are, we are called to be missionaries. Um, okay, Mark, let's let's pick up here because you've been a member uh, of C12 yourself for for many years, right? Right. I had an opportunity to um, for ha- half of my career again it was Tampa Bay Steel 27 years so the so the last half about 14 15 years of that I was part of C12 and it uh, just revolutionized my leadership uh, skills and ability um, it just again it, it just changed uh, I'm a recovering workaholic we didn't even talk about that that's we could leave that for a whole nother subject but uh, I have to be careful because um, your wife is listening and my wife Jill is listening and she says I'm not doing too good as a recovering workaholic so I'm trying anyway, to do much better I know it. you are yeah. I know you are yeah. um, we often describe our ex- the the monthly, executive roundtable format as being an informal uh, advisory board. Uh, Some might call it a board of directors for a C-12 member. And uh, so you had the experience um, as a member, um, and then you have since transitioned to the actual role of C-12 chair. And I remember one of my members, uh, when you were speaking uh, at our annual event, said, hey, Mark, you must feel like you're on easy street now, uh, that this has to be like just a piece of cake for you and i remember quote you said this is the most daunting and extremely challenging role that i've ever experienced speak into that for me no that's a um just just a a, a telling comment um tampa Bay Steel. I, I i i love the industry love the people love the business and uh when the lord i just had a sense that he wanted me to uh Finished my career uh, not at Tampa Bay Steel, but but doing C12 full time, and um, you know now I have the opportunity to speak into 25 to 30 uh, other CEOs, their businesses, plus their key players. So it's I don't know somewhere around 40 different um, arrangements between businesses, and it's um, there's there's just a, a lot of responsibility with that uh, to to. Uh, see it from an eternal perspective as well as from a business perspective uh it's it's exciting but it is a a uh, it, 
challenging thing that uh, that uh, I guess every every one on one because part of C twelve is you, you, I have an opportunity to do a one on one with the CEOs and uh, you just don't know what uh, what you're going to step into with that with that one on one and uh, but yet the Holy Spirit prepares me and uh, as long as I stay prayed up and plugged into the to the Lord. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. It's an adventure, and I wouldn't want to give it up at all. So, as you went through that transition, and now almost four years, uh, three and three and a half years that you've been in this role, what lear- lessons would you? What did you learn, and what would you want to pass on to someone that's out there in their car right now and saying? Hey, I just feel like the Holy Spirit is guiding me at whatever age they are to to make a life changing move. What um, what would you share with them? Well, I think the Holy Spirit is always working in our lives if if we're believers. Um, and I would say that uh, stay in His Word. Um, we're going to hear God's voice a whole lot clearer at least i do when i'm in god's word uh the um when i'm away from god's word my own my own thinking and my own thought processes can take place but as long as i stay in god's word uh, have some accountability in other words have some other strong christians if you're a a woman executive then then or a woman uh, employee then then be involved with other women uh, that can come around and support you and, and, and just pray for you and guide you. If, if you're a guy, same thing, be, be, be associated with, with other guys. Cause there are times in life where making decisions that the Holy spirit will tell you to do something, um, as he did me in, in leaving Tampa Bay steel. And, uh, there was a part of me that said, I, I really like it here. It's warm and fuzzy and I, it's a, I get a good feeling. And yet he was telling me to, to stretch. So, so I was able to rely on my Christian brothers to help me see clearly that God wanted to move me. You know, when Abraham was to leave his his homeland uh, and go to the promised land, he packed up everything and left. And the the interchange between he and his wife, Sarah, that, that's not really recorded much in the Bible. But I can just imagine that they, that I'm sure there were some challenging times around the dinner table where it's like, wait a second, you want me to pack everything up? And go where? Well, just get it. We'll get it all packed up, and I'll tell you where to go once we get there. And so I just, uh, so I think that, but I think that's where our faith grows because we know that the Bible's pretty clear that faith uh, without sight uh, is just we're just not pleasing. Um, you know, so we we have to please God uh, by walking in faith and uh, not by sight. And uh, that's what Abraham did, and that's what I, that's what I would suggest to everybody is. Uh, you're going to make these decisions, and it's going to be based on faith. You're not going to see the whole picture quite yet. We'll finish up on the other side. It really caught. Cool. What are you running this? No, thing, no. Man? Oh, come on, <laughs> he, he, Jose. I'm telling you. I hear the music uh, in we, the background. We, we call it. Uh, we're coworkers, but he always likes to take charge. You know, I think that uh, what we're really being asked, as you said, Mark, it's all about obedience. Amen. And uh, if we're obedient, then uh, what are we obedient to? And that is the Word of God, and the Holy Spirit, for sure. Mark, I want to get into uh, a, a little 
some of the details and some of the experiences, uh, because Jose is always reminding uh, me that, that uh, you know, we want to connect with the listener who's thinking about, well, why would I want to consider C12? I, I'm the owner of a company. I'm, the, um, I'm a CEO or um, chief executive of some sort. And uh, why would I want to check it out? So, um we talk so much about being a kingdom business, uh, and a kingdom business by by our definition is one that is Christ-centered, God-honoring. And so, how are your members experiencing, experiencing through their intentional, integrated faith uh, into their business? So, how are they living this out, sure. and what what's the experience has been in your companies? All right. Um, well, let me speak to the to those that aren't CEOs first. Um, the one thing I would suggest to, to anybody that's working um, is the mindset that we have when we go to work. You know, each one of us are business missionaries. Um, you know, we can go away to a, on a mission trip to a foreign country and this and that. But but really, every day when we get up and go to work, we are a business missionary. We're there, whether we're doing accounting, whether we're doing something out in a plant, whether we're working at, at, you know, at the computer, a salesman. Um, we are at HR. We're just a business missionary. So I think the, uh, and to me, the first thing that you have to uh, be aware of with that is we need to be involved in prayer. Quietly, you can do it at your desk. Uh, if you've got other people in your department that you're working with or working for, I've just mentally uh, gone around the room uh, or the office and um, prayed o- over their desks. I've physically done it uh, just maybe early in the morning before they get there or in the evening before I go home and everybody's left uh, or just just do it in the day. So I, that would be number one is, again, just just pray for your Coworkers, you can then, then pray for customers. You can pray for vendors. Uh, there's just so many interactions, and and all that. What that does, and and I'm, I'm going to get to your answer more specifically. But, but what that does, it's it's like when Christ, when you accepted Christ as a savior, each one of us personally invited him in. We gave him permission to, to take control of our lives. And as a business missionary, we're doing the same exact thing. If we're the CEO, we are inviting Christ to be. The, stu- the owner of this, We're, we are voluntarily turning over this business to him. He owns it anyway, but we are voluntarily turning it up. We're inviting him in and we will see amazing work of the Holy Spirit. So number one is whether you're the CEO or, or running a, de- a department or even an employee, just invite him in to that area of the business, wherever you have your responsibility, invite the Lord into that part. You know, I think Mark, what's, what's so interesting about, is some someone's out there and they're listening and they're saying, okay, but we have people of a lot of different faiths and we have those who perhaps aren't sure of their faith or they could say that they're agnostic or whatever that might be. And that's why I love that descriptor of being a kingdom company. One is Christ-centered, God-honoring. That means that you invite everyone. I know right, right. Uh, that that our, our, our members have a, a, a mixed group of people in their companies Absolutely. and yet yet as kingdom companies they're, they're intentional about being open and welcoming and and that concept uh that biblical concept of love thy neighbor that neighborhood 
begins right there in the workplace, doesn't it? It does. And the um, to to work for or to buy or to do business with a company that is truly living out the Christian faith. Uh, you use the phrase "love your neighbor," and th- and that's. Jesus said the, the greatest the two greatest commandments, love the Lord your God and then uh, love your neighbor as yourself. So if we did that, um, we would we would be um, just sought after as, as again, the, the company to do business with or the vendor to buy a product from or the or the company that to, to, del- to deliver that service. So I think prayers one. I think some of the other things that I've seen as now I'm speaking to the CEOs when you're doing a. Um, a staff meeting. Maybe you have a staff meeting once a month. Maybe you have a staff meeting once a week. Uh, consider just opening the staff meeting in prayer. Uh, it can be a, a 10 second, 30 second prayer that you just, again, it's just, it's open for everybody, but, but you as the, as the person responsible, you're just inviting the Lord to be the guiding uh, director uh, of, a, of a meeting. That's just a tremendous um, way to um, seek his his blessing, not financial blessing, but just his wisdom, his guidance, his stewardship, everything. So I, I I consider that just a great. And for some guys, they're just petrified of being able to to uh, start a start a staff meeting with just a a thirty second devotion. But it's just a a simple, great way to do it. Um, well, and and I think that for both of us, what we as we're working with with presidents, CEOs, owners, we'll say, "What are you comfortable with? Begin there." Right. We, you, this doesn't. You don't have to lead the Bible study uh, if you ever get to that point. But perhaps it's just opening a staff meeting with a with a with a as you said a brief thirty second devotion, uh, just kind of setting the tone for where the company is um, in that cycle of business um, for them. Right. I, um, I think then, then um, you know, just looking at, at some of the uh, vision, um, mission statement and vision of a company is, a, is, a, is another place that I've seen people that have involved uh, their faith. Um, you know, it, do you have a, 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 a God honoring vision statement? Um, you know, at, 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 I can still remember the one at Tampa Bay Steel. You know, it's, it's that wholehearted pursuit of excellence in supplying metals ready for business while impacting people's lives now and for eternity. That was it. But we wanted, we wanted to do great business, but we wanted to be able to impact people's lives. You can do it now with whatever they're going through, but you can impact it for eternity also. And that was, that's, what, that's what, what we did. Uh, that was the vision. The mission is to treat people the way you want to be treated, and and then you have core values. So so another th- another thing that I've seen people do is start to flesh out the values that they want to use in their business, um, and and so many of the of the great values are biblically based, and we just don't give the credit uh, to the original writers of it, and um, you know. Honesty, integrity, uh, respect for it, our, yeah, they're just all straight out of the Bible. And um, if we give credit for that, people start to say, well, golly, I think I could be I think I could do that. And then what happens is it just opens that door is, well, this is how we do business from eight to five. 
But you know what? Some of this stuff is so good, I think I could take it home and it could be part of my family. I, I, I could run my family the same with these same kind of principles. Yeah, so, I think it's it's so... This isn't about preaching to anyone. This is right. just embracing our employees, our customers, and saying we care about you. And the material that, that we just went through, and every group in America went through the same material, it was how the world would change if we created win-win relationships with everyone that we came into contact with, right? I mean, that was that was the theme of, of our... Uh, our afternoon session, and it was, what if my customer felt like I was creating that win for them as as well as my myself? That yes, I was getting a fair price, but I wanted to make sure that that the the customer was receiving a, a, a fair value for what their payment was. What yeah. if we did it with our families? What if we did with our wives? And we said, you know, it, it's not only what I want, it's, but what if we could create a win-win for both of us, for our kids? Right. And I think you can with, with um, again, the, the, uh, the creator of the universe. Uh, he owns the cattle on a thousand hills, and, and he owns the hills also. Uh, whereas we live in a world that, uh, to me, there's two different economies. The world has the economy of scarcity. That means that the pie is only so big. So if I want a bigger slice of pie, I'm going to grow my business. I've got to hit my competitor over the head and take a slice away from him. Uh, that's not God's economy. God's economy is an economy of abundance. That means that the pie can get bigger and bigger and bigger. And if my slice can get bigger and my competitor slice can get bigger, there's plenty to go around for everybody. And to have that mentality of scarcity, which creates fears, versus abundance, which creates a sense of peace and there's plenty, uh, it's just an entirely different way to go around um, in our business life. One example is, you know, the um, it's easy to pray about customers. We 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 want that, but. How many of us would want to pray about our competitors? No, 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 no. I'm not talking about pray that the truck falls on them or something like that, or they go out of business. <laughs> Thank I'm, you, Mark. I'm, I'm talking about that the uh, that that our competitors uh, are blessed, that our competitors are successful. Uh, it's a it's and it's the, the scripture is Matthew five forty four. It talks about pray for your enemies. You know that was that was written back in the in the days when the Roman soldiers were running people through with swords. So if, and it was said by Jesus. So uh, we are to we are to pray for our competitors and to ha- pray that they are successful. Pray that they, uh, you know, take care of their customers well. And it's just in just in such a different way, such an unusual way uh, to do business. And if we were doing business like that, people would come up to us and say, why are you like this? You were so different. There's just something about you that's so unique. It's almost radical. And it gives us an opportunity to just share with people why we are that radical. Because God's love changed us. And that was that decision that you made at what age? 28. 28. And so he's still working on me. Yeah. And we, (laughs) we are a work in progress. And Hey, we've been finding out about a former C12 member and now C12 chairman. And from his perspective, 
Mark Dillon's perspective, how to be intentional about ministry in today's marketplace. And uh, I know that there are listeners who want to contact us. Perhaps you are a prospective member. Perhaps you're a prospective chair candidate and want to do what Mark and I do uh, as your livelihood. You can best reach us at c12tampabay.com. That's c12tampabay.com. And um, Mark, I want to get back to this and uh, and in just our closing, uh, just minute and a half here as we wrap up with you. So tell me how C12 experience can specifically and intentionally help business leaders and owners who... How can they look at their workplace differently? Okay. Um, the, the, the phrase I like, again, is that we are business missionaries. And to me, that says that the business that God gave them is their number one ministry. We get so wrapped up in the business side of the business, which is good. It's not about the dollars. We have to keep track of it because that's what keeps us in business. But God gave it to us because we can impact people's lives. We can impact employees, family members, vendors, customers, competitors. So I I, I just can't overstate uh, the, the fact that I had my aha moment when I realized that the business I had was all about impacting people's lives with the love of the Lord. I don't know how to do that necessarily with everybody, and I didn't need to know that, but the transition I needed to make was that that I was there to serve these people in whatever form that was going to look like, and uh, I had to be intentional about it. It's, uh, it's an amazing thing when you look at every individual that you meet, every relationship that you're building as a divine appointment from God, guided by the Holy Spirit. It changes everything. Um, it? Yep, it's it, it, it's it, it again. It it brings the uh, excitement back to getting up every day, and here's what it's about, as opposed to the drudgery of uh, just work, work, work. Yeah, it's Monday morning again. Yeah, that's uh, that's what this show is all about. So as we come to the end of another I Work for Him show, I want to thank you for listening to Ministry in the Marketplace. We have fun. We normally do this on the first. Friday, uh, same time, three to four, um, in association with Jim and Martha. We do that on the first Friday of each month. But our next time is going to be on July 1st, Mark. I'll be back in here in studio. Wow, that's a way. That's Jose, a ways away. Hey, Jose, I'm going to miss you, buddy. And um, thanks to our show sponsors. Find out more about them on iworkforhim.com. And uh, when you get home today, please take time to go to the website, iworkforhim.com, and uh, you'll find lots of great resources. But a Additionally, you'll have a chance to sign up for the I Work For Him Nation, and this is simply an opportunity for you to join with others like myself, with Jim, Martha, and Jose, and others, and that you can be agreeing to pray for your co-workers, as I have agreed to pray for my friend, Mark Dillon. And so go on to the I Work For Him Nation uh, site, and uh, you can do uh, you can sign up right there. And uh, follow us on Facebook. Just search for I Work For Him. Uh, we'll have pictures and, uh, and, and find out how, how all of that makeup did for Mark Dillon here today in the studio. Hey, it's great. Hey, next week, Jim and Martha will be back. 